my two boys. Uh-huh. We get in the car. Mm-hmm. Daddy, daddy, put on whiskey. Oh, no. It's Alan Doyle. Their favorite. Oh, Caden no. Caden tells people his favorite song. And I'm like, Caden, it's called One, Two, Three, Four. I know, I know. The whiskey song, Dad. The whiskey <laughs> song. So I literally, I, I, I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to have to park and, and, and do the whole over-the-shoulder camera. Where they belt out it the too. lyrics. Yeah. They They're like, whiskey, whiskey. And Kai puts on his sunglasses. <gasps> he has to. He's got to have his rock on sunglasses. And he's like, whiskey, whiskey. Oh, boy. Whiskey, whiskey. The singer's getting sore. We raise the roof now when we're lower in the floor. The band is blistered, but we got a little more. When I say one, two, you say three, four. One, two, three, four. Welcome to Whiskey Topic. I'm Mark Bylock. And I'm Jamie Johnson. I'm back. You're back, Jamie. You haven't been around for like uh, weeks and weeks. Well, we haven't recorded for the whole month of April because I basically moved. Right. And that was painful. Um, and then you were traveling. Yeah. Are you a certified distiller oh, now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I totally. No, I don't even know if I'm going to pass the test. But it you was, did write the test I wrote morning. the test this morning. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the GCD exam, the General Certification in Distillation. So um, I got to go to the Belveni to do the course there, like mm-hmm. to go through like the process um, with all the, the process people at the distillery, um, and then took the textbook home and studied a lot. You, but you took this way more seriously than I would have, I feel. But I know. I would have studied like the day before and I know. assumed I would have passed. And you, you were like studying, I really studying. had to, because, so these are I'm my two. I'm putting a lot of pressure on you, by the way, if you don't pass. I know, because now I'm going to have to like publicly say that I didn't <laughs> pass. <laughs> I'm not qualified. <laughs> I'm not qualified. What's going on? Um, so yeah, so, but it's like my two worst subjects. Like it's like a lot of chemistry and like some math. And so yeah. it basically was like literally distilled into like one course. So I was I like. chemistry. It was, oh my God. And this would be the best kind of chemistry. Right? Well, that's right. I was like, at one point, I was like, oh, if they could make whiskey unfun, this would be it right here. <laughs> like, they did it. So, yeah. Uh, so that was this morning. It was great. I got to go to Centennial College to write it, and somebody asked me if I was a teacher. So that's how old I am. Wow, now. you're a teacher age now. <laughs> Like, well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Professor Johnson. Yep. Well, yep. I don't think anybody yeah. would have asked Matt Jones if he was a teacher. So that's, that's what I'm this way, like, are, what are you doing here? What's going on? Um, on the podcast today, we have Matt Jones. Hey, hey. hey. I'll say that name properly later in the podcast, the way I normally call it out down the hallway. Uh, and, <laughs> wait till Some later. Quotations. Some quotations. <laughs> and Rang Daniel. Well, uh, both returning guests. Both returning guests. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so great. It hasn't been that long. No, it really hasn't been that long. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time for Matt. We've been, we just haven't been connecting. Yeah, we've well. been trying. We've been trying. Uh, we made it like six episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so and we'll be back. <laughs> a lot yeah. of changes since then. A lot of changes since then. Uh, yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be more of an interview uh, situation because I feel um, um, if if you're in on the ambassador whiskey ambassador gossip in Toronto. Uh, which you all should be, obviously. obviously I mean, <laughs> <you know. laughs> the few thousand Ontario listeners will be very, uh, very tuned in right now. You're um, all very important. <laughs> but, but Ray Daniel uh, used to run, uh, run the whiskey bar for the Delta uh, here, China number five, uh, and somebody, somebody offered him a freaking job I know, to work as a brand ambassador yeah. um, <laughs> for. Matt Jones's old portfolio. Yeah. So this is like former loves. This is like exes. This is this is a big deal. Oh, Matt Jones still works for the same company, so let's not get too dramatic. Yes. However, um, so Matt Jones, congratulations. So you're now the you. global whiskey so portfolio nice. ambassador for Canada for Beam Centauri. It's a mouthful. Yeah, we'll, we'll distill it down. Yes, let's do that. Let's do uh, that. No chemistry no. though. No. <laughs> the world whiskey ambassador. 
to Canada. So Beam Centauri is World Whiskey Ambassador to Canada. So basically representing everything not made in Canada or the U.S. The exact opposite, the inverse exactly. of your other <laughs> Jamie inverse. Have you done an inverse? Oh no. my God, don't go, go away. <laughs> it's going to be math problems all day. I'm not going to be thinking about anything. No, this will be on the test. Yeah, I just can't wait to crack those bottles over there. Yeah, I'm pretty right, excited right. about it. I'm not going to lie. Um, and so congratulations. That's a big Thank deal. Yes, I've so already, I know. This is great. So we have two, this is the interesting part. We have two former bourbon people, Jamie and Matt. Now, well, do we consider ourselves former oh, people? That's a good question. This, uh, I'm always a bourbon exactly. people. I'm We're on team whiskey. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, on team that's exactly. right, that's right. Yeah. Well, your, your hashtag or your Twitter and Instagram still bourbon Still a bourbon thing, yeah. 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 So former representatives of bourbon. <laughs> and Ray, that's welcome to bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's great to be here. <laughs> Um, so we thought we'd do a little bit of a skills transfer here. I think this is what the whole plan was. We'd do a little skills <laughs> transfer. Uh, you'd mentor your, uh, your your replacement in the portfolio. Does that make sense? Is that what we want to do? Yeah, well, I kind of want to do a little bit of a, a passing of the state. Passing oh, of the state. that's so I think great. I got to say, I mean, Ray in his own right, he knows a lot about uh, whiskey. He's Irish after all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's in the people invented the, uh, the category. More accurately, as we say, God invented whiskey to prevent the Irish from taking over the world. But <laughs> it <that> didn't work. <laughs> But uh, Ray's a powerhouse of whiskey knowledge. He's run a whiskey bar. He's worked at many whiskey uh, bars in Canada and uh, toured around the world. Quite the uh, globe trotter as well. But to be able to uh, to really pass the torch, as it were, or the uh, the flaming stave, I should light this on fire. That's what we should do. <laughs> I don't think that's going to work in this way. <laughs> but uh, very proud to have Ray um, uh, you, with the Beam Centauri family. And he's been to Kentucky. He knows <laughs> he knows that come as a friendly of his family mentality that Kentuckians exude. And I think Canadians are really going to gravitate towards his, uh, his style, his presentation. And I mean, it's kind of easy when you got great whiskey, but there's yeah. <laughs> so many other things yeah. that, go, that go along with it. So we are uh, very proud to have Ray on board Thanks, and uh, to have a steward of the brand after eight years of, uh, of myself. And uh, it was a big decision, but uh, it was time to continue that journey in whiskey. And I, I, I couldn't be happier that we have uh, someone like Ray to, to, to fill that. So, without further ado, do I knight you? Yeah, let's do it. Thank you, Canadian Beam Bourbon Ambassador. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. That's the cheesiest thing. That was the cheesiest thing I've seen you do oh, today. Right? Yeah. yeah. We've Not ever. already. But today. And my favorite piece of POS that uh, always gets <laughs> stolen from trade shows. Bartenders love this very flexible um, service mat that you can only get at the distillery. And I have been ripping this out of consumers' hands that have been trying to steal it on for years. That was my so turn. Now it's your turn. <laughs> Thank Passing you very much. Mat. So uh, for those in the podcast, uh, there was literally a barrel stave and um, a plastic well-used Jim Beam mat. <laughs> it is seasoned. It is definitely seasoned. Yeah. I do remember also sure. helping you um, trying oh, to, to some keep that out of people's hands. This is actually more than I got at Christmas. This is great. <laughs> oh, this is immersion right here. Yeah. <laughs> now, I know you know most of these authors. In fact, I'm pretty sure you've uh, read a few chapters of these books already, but some of my favorite authors, many of them have been uh, yeah, on the podcast. Absolutely. Of course, we got uh, Fred Minnick, Bourbon wow. Curious, just a really great way to convey a lot of things to consumers in a very manageable way. He's got some amazing taglines in there that I've been, been using over the years. The history, the rise and fall of that American classic. Wow, and I do need these back because yeah, yeah. Uh, Fred has signed all of them to me. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> by the way. <laughs> and you can find these on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> this is all just symbolic. That's <laughs> yeah. Paul the Cult with the uh, American Still Life. I know you're reading Fred's book, but yeah, this yeah. is essential. Getting through uh, navigating those 230 plus years. Yeah. Our good friend, we, we partied with him in Kentucky, yeah. Bernie <laughs> Lovers. <laughs> Formerly with uh, Beam, now with Heaven Hill, but uh, he wrote an amazing book as well. Michael Veach, I mean, when I first met Mike back in uh, 2012, I took him out for lunch. I put a, uh, what was my iPod at the time, <laughs> this little thing in the middle of the table, turned it on, and we talked for two hours. And then, like a year later, he came out with this book, and I'm All like, right. oh, I could have waited. That's, <laughs> but, That's uh, great. Uh, that one, and of course, Adam sure. Rogers' proof. So you oh, definitely yeah. have yeah. to uh, put these in the rotation sure, for sure. Aww, so. that was lovely. That was so sweet, man. Yay! <laughs> we should have a toast. Right, let's drink whiskey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are we drinking? Let's start with Jim Beam in honor. Yeah. Of course. We're so grateful that you guys came on and, and this, uh, this handover thing, this is very lovely. Yeah. And we yeah, couldn't be, we couldn't honored. be happier for you. Thank you. Amazing. We're very excited. Uh, it's still this kind is of, great. Uh, still hasn't fully, you know, settled in yet, but. I mean, I'm sure it'll, I kept having moments all day. I was like, yeah, Matt, I just had a moment. <laughs> He's been shadowing uh, the, the, the commercial team as well as myself. Cheers. So we've got a few days of market together. And he did. I was, we were doing a, a training on premise. And he just had this moment. He just looked over. He's like, I'm having a moment. <laughs> <laughs> this is real. This is happening. This is what we're doing. <laughs> so we clear right. glasses. Yeah. 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 Oh, a moment. That's so great. <laughs> so cheers. Uh, cheers. Cheers. Yeah. cheers. In the Kentucky form, we gotta say you, you come as family family or sorry, come as a friend. friend. See, I've been off leave the desk for how long? I know you I know. Come as a friend, leave his family. Cheers, cheers to that. Cheers. cheers. Well that was very lovely. I feel we've had a few historic moments Hello, on friend. this podcast, but that was definitely yeah. one of them. Yeah. Does that just not bring us back to 2015? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a great <laughs> trip that was. Oh, my God. Uh, I was just with Sleepy Gary over the weekend. <laughs> have, we ever, and, uh, have we ever told the Sleepy Gary story in the podcast? I feel like we have. I haven't. think we've touched on it. I think we should tell the whole story. Because I think back then we were right. a little shy about it because we weren't sure if Sleepy Gary knew about the story. <laughs> and now we know he, he knows, knows it. He does not He embraces it. Yeah. Exactly. So we're, As he says, well, I sleep naked. Like, <laughs> by the way, punchline. <laughs> Spoiler alert! So we have this beautiful Airbnb in Kentucky. It's beautiful. Up yeah. in Gorgeous. The, just north of Germantown, like up on the hillside. Four floors. Yeah. Four floors. Very interesting layout. There was definitely the the side doors for the surface quarters, which was odd. Uh, you know. Yeah, it's <laughs> always that. Yeah. But um, we there was seven or eight of us. Mm-hmm. Um, always enthusiasts, and we we made it our base camp, and we're going to the different distilleries back and forth. A uh, good buddy of mine who will be called Sleepy Gary, uh, he came on the trip. He's a, a former representative with Beam. Um, interesting cat, we can, yeah. we can all say. Likes to, likes his bourbon, likes to have a good time. Uh, always likes to throw a comment in at the worst possible time as well. But um, <laughs> can, we, can we note the time he, uh, he heckled <laughs> the reference? Who was the master distiller for Heaven Hill? And he asked the question, like, have you won any awards? I'm former for your whiskey. So we, that's right. We went to see Bernie and yeah. do the whole bluegrass yeah. thing with Hickory Vought. Yes. And it was actually, yes. uh, it was Craig Beam, Harker Beam's son. That's right. It was Craig Beam. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> he waited, he waited. Um, have your whiskey's won any awards? <laughs> Gary, sit down. Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's won awards. Let's talk later. <laughs> 
<laughs> but he decided uh, Jamie had to, to come home early because you had some uh, had an engagement. Uh, yes. Oh, well, back in Toronto. And you had a pretty nice room. I had the best room. Uh, like, of course, like I was the only girl on the trip. So like I snagged it right away. Or you guys were actually like, you can have yes, like- You the, take your pick. Yeah. So <laughs> I obviously took the nicest room. It was like at the very end of this long hallway, like the last door. And it had like a sink in it. And it was like super private. And like, it was, it was- Perfect. Super private when you close the door. When you close the door, which is funny because as in many old houses, you know when you close a door and like the latch doesn't quite click in, yeah. like you have to like close it and then push it till you hear it click. So I learned early on in the trip that that was the key to that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I will let you continue. <laughs> Precursor, yeah. <laughs> so Jamie goes home, uh, Gary has been, uh, Sleepy Gary has been uh, upstairs in the attic with another roommate and they're actually sharing it. They're mucking together like they're, you know, a couple of kids having a sleepover. So as soon as he realizes there is an extra bed available, of course, we're out pretty late that night. And I'll come back, wake up in the morning and that door that latches with a little bit of extra oomph is wide open. And Sleepy so Gary right open. is buck naked on the bed, on top laying of the over on top of the sheets, the sun gleaning on his <laughs> white butt and... Uh, I think Glenford might have been the first to see him, or was yourself? I think I think I, think I saw him first. I went to the bathroom, and got up, turned left, and I, you had to turn left to go to the bathroom. And all you saw was the the, the sun rising because it was it was kind of late morning. The sun was rising. The the curtains were closed, but you know how the curtains aren't fully closed. The sun kind of got through a little bit, and all I just saw was that sleepy guy carries flesh, just a roundness <laughs> of his butt as the sun kind of. Aww, anyway, it was very. It was polarizing. I got a lot of text messages at the airport. They're like, Jamie, there's someone in your bed. It's not you. Keep in mind, Jamie's checked out. She's, she's not coming back to that bed. No, I'm not coming back to the bed. Still weird and gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's an Airbnb. Like no one changed yeah. those sheets. Yeah. And I had drank a few nights. Like I had those like sweaty drunk sleeves. And oh, a, I, yeah, so he did I, sleep on top of the cover. So you know, I mean, I mean that, that's one like that's for him for sure because definitely I would not have. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was all of us had that experience. That's we all uh, kind of looked forward. And that was that. That's one yeah. of the stories we can tell from that trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only story. Probably. Oh, the only I wish story. I brought some. Oh, and it still has bare butts uh, in it. <laughs> so. Gary Ball or water bottle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's another good sleepy Gary story. <laughs> at a distillery that shall uh, remain. Oh, amazing. right. We can't eat this um, we, we ended up on a, uh, a certain floor with uh, some open casks, and uh, the person who was so generous to take us up there said, Well, do you have anything to put the whiskey in? <laughs> Gary, on it. Runs downstairs eight flights. Like, we're on the eighth floor. I, I didn't think house. Gary would run ever. Gary moved. He moved. He moved. Man. And he went all the way down and got all the way back up. <laughs> So, Gatorade or water? And the distiller goes, well, unless you want your whiskey, it tastes like Gatorade. <laughs> Fair point. Here's the water bottle. And we drank that cast strength back at the house that night in the okay. kitchen. Right, and I'm pretty right. sure in the wee hours, we right. put it on cornflakes. Yeah. Well, you know, it was, it was good whiskey. <sighs> Yeah, that was after. You ready for Kentucky Vice? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Bring it on. Oh, Ray's going to take us next Daisy. year. That's oh, yeah. Ray's your ambassador. Yes. Ray, you're like, we're going to be comparing yeah. to Matt. It's going to be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting used to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. He's going to pave a new trail. Yeah. <laughs> we're just different. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got two more tattoos to work on. That's one right. change for sure. I've gone to my buddy's uh, appointment in uh, New Orleans yet. He doesn't know it. Oh, that's good. Are you guys going to New Orleans for tales? 
I'm going to pop down for my annual tattoo and to see everyone. Uh, awesome. Not going to be participating so much in the uh, yeah. everything this year, but I've made that pilgrimage for almost a decade. Going to be there with you, man. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. We've got to coordinate it. which weekend. Yeah. Sure, because I think I'm going to come a little bit before, but okay. yeah. um, I can't not go to New Orleans. Yeah, right. I mean, why wouldn't you want to go sweat buckets? We're going to have the new organizer tales and the cocktail on the next podcast. It's being recorded tomorrow, actually. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, we're going to be doing that, uh, talking about that, that, that event. Sounds fun. Sweet. Right, cool. Well, there we go. So that's Jim Beam. Yep. Uh, you, and you, these, the, the, these trips were frequently down to Kentucky. This must have been your favorite part of your job is to do those trips. Yeah. And to bring a little touch of Kentucky back to Canada. Yeah. I curated almost 30 trips in uh, seven and a half years. Yeah. Um, used to go down <laughs> almost... Uh, quarterly and in some years a little bit less some years a little bit more but uh it was such a rewarding part of the of the gig and it's yeah. it's all about the kentucky people it's about the folks that uh, make the whiskeys out of the distilleries a big family yeah. and that's uh i mean that that hospitality down there is something uh, pretty amazing um so it, it's kind of sad to to think that i won't be doing that as often anymore but hey i get to go to scotland <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will be coming there's going to be a, a trip or two that i'm going to be joining you for. Oh, i'm uh, sure we can work awesome. something out i literally live <laughs> six hours door to door from my house to oh Jabin's that's right you do so yeah, yeah. 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 Right. that was stopping for lunch and everything yeah. <laughs> i got a time yeah. <laughs> for sure but you're going to be heading down for your immersion probably at the end of uh, the summer, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, and end of summer, start of fall. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah. You'll be working at the distilleries. You'll be actually making whiskey. You'll be working with Dave Pudlow, the whiskey professor at Maker's Mark. Working with uh, Jane Bowie. The Oh, hi, Jane. Hi, Jane. Hi, <laughs> Jane. I mean, she created that uh, private barrel select program. Just all oh, yeah, about yeah. the uh, taking that Maker's Mark yeah, 6 next level. The podcast, yeah. And then... Uh, Freddie and Fred Jr. at uh, Jim Beam. You have some fun afternoons yeah, at the yeah. Fred's Garage down on uh, <laughs> down in Bardstown there, and uh, attending a few barbecues and uh, meeting some local uh, bourbon royalty. I'm sure you might you know, have, have a couple of nips here and there. Yep. Here and there. Sure. <laughs> See Fred pouring that bottle of Booker's on the. Uh, you guys were there one afternoon when we did that, right? Oops, never mind. Okay. <laughs> no, what the, else uh, did I miss? <laughs> you went home early. I know. Uh, and the, the, the oil drum that is actually cut in half as a barbecue. They bring up these crazy pork chops. And for the last uh, like four minutes of grilling, uh, they run the fire bell. And Fred comes out and pours a whole bottle of bookers on the grill. And that just caramelizes everything. Mm-hmm. And you just smell the bourbon. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's really it sounds all right, I guess. <laughs> This is my favorite part of Kentucky. The, the cool, mixture yeah. of booze yeah. and food is just yeah. there. Like that, that, barbecue. That, oh, it's there. real life. And it's not a, it's not a gimmick like in some of my sea places. It's it's actually there. Like it's done in a wonderful way. Yeah. 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 It's, a, it's a tradition for sure. Yeah. Wow, amazing. Amazing. Um, yeah, so Ray, what are you, what's what are your, your, what's, what's yeah, your plan? What's like, your, what's your, what are you most excited about? Yeah, like, what's what you, your, what's getting you jazzed? Uh, what's, what are you up next looking forward to doing? I, honestly, I, I it's kind of hard to answer. Like it, it's all it's still setting in, right? Yeah. Like it's still I'm kind of half expecting to wake up in the morning and go back to work in the hotel, right? Right? Like it still kind of feels <laughs> like you know it's just it hasn't really set in. Um, I'm really looking forward to getting into all the rest of the markets outside of obviously yeah. I love Toronto, but yeah. like actually seeing the rest of the country and mm-hmm. you know spreading the the gospel as the man says over there. Spread the um, yeah, and just kind of getting out and talking about whiskey, right? And you know mm-hmm. it's. Yeah, it's it's still it's so hard for me to process everything, right? Like, um, yeah, I'm just really looking forward to that. Looking forward to kind of hopefully putting in some good initiatives within the, the country for bartenders and stuff like that, and kind of mm-hmm. you know really kind of building a brand through the on-premise mm-hmm. end of things. Yeah, um, yeah, just 
you know, trying not to screw up too bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, a lot of a lot of your jobs has to do with working with bartenders, and more so sometimes than even consumers, because consumers go to conferences and and things like that uh, to to whiskey shows. But like the, your work with bartenders is crucial. I mean, that's really what pushes whiskey forward. It makes it available for the rest of us that want to just sip it neat. For sure. Uh, not that there aren't a lot of great bars like here, but you used to manage that have whiskey for neat sipping. But still, that's a big part of the job. And you were a bartender, so this is great. Yeah, uh, and yeah, it's it's kind of like just natural progression, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it's true. I mean, I've been on the other side for better part of two decades, right? So, like, I know, I know how I feel mm-hmm. or felt when you know people like Matt or Jamie would come in and you know actually give us the, the knowledge around that brand. And you just you're more confident in your sell. You're more confident in in even recommending, right? And it just builds that that entire um, mental repertoire. Mm-hmm. So when people come in and say like, "This is why I like," you're not going Jim Beam because mm-hmm. Jim Beam were in and you know, they give you a little tasting or something like that. You're doing it because this is this is what they're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. And you only know that because people like us come in and mm-hmm. share that knowledge, right? So yeah. I'm really looking forward to kind of bringing that to to the buyers and yeah. you know, having fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the role because I mean, I think you're you're not to be confused with sales because your job isn't necessarily sales. It's more education and kind of talking about the brand and bringing forward unique characters is what make the brands unique to the, to the industry, but you're not necessarily there as a salesperson. You're not, you're not getting commission for sales of bottles. You're, you're there purely to educate and kind of talk about the brand. Yeah. It's absolutely. the best kind of job. I mean, it really is. Yeah. There are, there are yeah. worse ways to spend a life. I'm starting yeah. to realize that pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I gotta say it's a dream job after all these years. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what you said to me earlier on. You still have those like pinch me. Yeah. 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 They're, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, we get- yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true though. Like you do, like there is like you know every time there's a moment where you're like, oh man, like I'm super like wiped or like, and then you're just like, meh. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is that is the other part of this. You don't sleep. You travel a lot. You it's a lot of work. It's not it's mm-hmm. not easy. It's not. It's still it's yeah. still work it's at still the end work, of the day. Yeah. You know, like but at, when you sort of have that like moment where you're like, oh man then you got to give your head a shake and be like, no. Sometimes that's fueled by whiskey that will yeah. get you going to the next stage, but yeah. it's those times when it's the consumer's passion. Right? Yeah, and yeah. When you're, you're tired, you want to, it's time to leave the show, it's time yeah. to pack up and get ready for the next gig. Yeah. But then you meet that that person that is yeah. very passionate and you're like, yes, I have 15 more minutes. No yeah. yeah. <laughs> that turns into two hours. It does, it does. And then you get back to like your hotel and you're like jacked, right? And yeah. you're like, then all of a sudden you're by yourself in your room and you're like, oh no. And you're going to be up in six hours or five hours. hours. Yeah, yeah. And my plane's leaving in like three, I gotta go, I haven't packed yet. And then, and then you're still like, you're so amped on the whole night. So like, I think that's one of the things is, yeah, yeah. It, that's I'm having a moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so great. Should we give you a moment? <laughs> it's okay, man. It's really emotional. No, it's so great. It's really great to have, um, and I think we're really lucky in Canada in terms of our brand ambassador community that we have mm. a bunch of people that are, that first of all get along so well. It's awesome. That really love yeah. each other and that um, are truly passionate about what they do. That are, you know, that really love whiskey and love to talk about it. And I think it shows. And I think, you know, people, when they see us um, and when they, they comment, um, like my colleagues from across the world, they're like, oh, everyone, all the brand ambassadors in Canada are so much fun. Like, you know, when we had all the, the Bob Eddy brand ambassadors from across the globe and Victoria, like they were just like, oh, the Canadian brand ambassadors. How many did you have? They, 17, we 18, had, we had, um, well, we had 
13 brand ambassadors and then we had like our global marketing um, person we had we just had like a collection from global so I think in total there was like yeah on our team like 17 people was good brand times. ambassador yeah, yeah what? I had FaceTime with everyone of your ambassadors <laughs> oh yeah like, sharing drams and yeah. telling stories finding out where they're from yes. and yes. yeah, yeah. they're and they're honestly I, I, I couldn't I, I am so I obsessed with all of them like it's such a great team to work on and they love all the Canadian brand ambassadors like every they're like everyone like loves each other up here like there's no sense of competition uh, between like, brands like there's, there's nobody that there's nobody that you wouldn't want to be in a room with yeah you know which We're is really, really lucky really, you look at like watch probably about 20 25 ambassadors across the board I, in the last two years i've lost count it's yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like to have that amount of people and kind of go I'd be happy sitting beside any of these people on a flight. Yeah, yeah. 100%. You know? <laughs> yeah, which happens sometimes. Yeah, when it does. It's a, yeah, <laughs> in Fredericton, yeah, especially. I like walk on the plane, I'm like, oh my God, there are six brand ambassadors here going to New Brunswick all at the same time. Like, uh, this plane will explode with all the whiskey that's underneath <laughs> right now. If I, I can't happens. think of how many times I ran into Beth Havers at airports randomly yeah. and just high five. Yeah, hey. exactly. Yeah, what's going on? Victoria. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I ran into Beth and like, hey, what's going on? And Matt's like, oh, yeah. It's like a love fest. It's the really only time nice. I get to say that see Dave Mitten is at an airport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. the north. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And like I think we all feel that way. So like well welcome. Like this mm -hmm. is like officially welcome. Like you were always there and because you your whiskey presence is so huge and known and everyone knows who you are and you've probably worked for every brand under the sun. But to have you officially, you know, on board is really exciting. Awesome. And Thank really, you. really exciting for you. It's so exciting. Aww. Yeah. It's just a love in here. Yeah, it's so That's cute. Awesome. We're so adorable. Aww. <laughs> 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 it's just going to get more and more sappy as we go along. I'm going to go Toki next. Uh, this one is you, buddy. Uh, so, yeah, my, my Someone's change in portfolio. Right? <laughs> oh, they're still free to go. <laughs> <laughs> I think someone's going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might be. If it is, I apologize. It's been a couple long days. Yeah, he's calling himself. Uh, as you said in the car, get there before anybody else does, right? It's like putting yourself before anybody has a chance. That's it. So tell us about Toki. So this is in your uh, your portfolio now. So it's been, uh, I've got these venerable whiskeys from all of these distilleries from three different countries, single malt and blends. Um, been following the Suntory uh, path for quite a few years. I, I got to uh, tour the distillery in 2006 when I lived in Japan. And this is long before I ever worked for the company. And so I was very curious about Japanese whiskey back then, but to now have this as part of the portfolio and all the changes that happened at Bean, um, I wish I could dive deeper into Yamazaki and Kushu yeah. and all the wonderful age statements. I mean, side. But in Ontario, we have this wonderful blend Toki, mm -hmm. which is the best of all those worlds. We have three distilleries, Yamazaki, Hakushu, and Chita, Green Whiskey Distillery. Very young whiskey. Every drop in here is under 10 years old. This is one of my favorite um, summer whiskeys. 43% uh, ABV still has a nice uh, spice and bite to it, but it's mm -hmm. that, you know, tree fruit, green apples and pears. Totally. Little hints and wisps of uh, smoke because there's a little peated component in here, but that bourbon vanilla from the ex-bourbon uh, barrels as well. Yeah. Yeah. And very approachable uh, summer style whiskey. Right. And of course, that uh, Mizuwari uh, Japanese highball. I was just so, going to say that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Proper. That's my summer drink. Yeah, yeah. some of those highballs, I just right. taste this. I'm like, oh yeah, the highball. It's pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it brings me right back to the yeah. patio somewhere and, and drinking that. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's, that's true. It's um, pretty rare in Ontario, but you can get Japanese whiskey pretty much everywhere else in the world. Um, give us the big, the kind of the two minute spiel on on the um, on the brand and what makes Japanese whiskey special. So this company in particular mm-hmm. um, innovated the category. Shinjiro Tori was the founder of uh, Suntory. He started off as a humble wine merchant in Osaka, Japan back in 1899. Mm-hmm. And he developed a thirst for Scotch whiskey, which was being imported to Japan, but nobody could afford it. It was uber expensive. So we had this uh, dream of creating a Japanese whiskey that Japanese people could be proud of as well. So he did a lot of research. And in 1919, he sent his lead chemist, Masataka Takatsudu-san, to Scotland, where he completely immersed himself in uh, the Scottish culture as well as whiskey and brought that back to Japan and in 1923 helped establish Yamazaki, the world's first Japanese whiskey distillery. Uh, within a couple of years, he actually parted ways with uh, the Suntory family and he went up and started Nika up in the north in the Hokkaido mm-hmm. and went in a different direction with uh, their whiskeys. But these are the two venerable Japanese whiskey mm-hmm. houses yeah. and they all started really together yeah. with uh, the same passion. So uh, there are other whiskey distilleries now and of course in Japan and as um, the Suntory whiskeys and Nika whiskeys winning a lot of awards and getting a lot more world acclaim it has brought the world's focus as we know 2013 that Yamazaki Sherry Cask blew up mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. around the time when uh, it was really hard to get Japanese whiskey anywhere especially with an age statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the, it's just created such a demand for it that um, we're waiting for those stocks to age for Canada. Yes. Yeah, I, what I like about the story is that it, it is whiskey inspired by Scotland, but um, there's also that that local component with the local grains and and, and for the blended whiskeys, it'll be like, oh, the single malts, yeah, yeah. But the Japanese blended whiskeys are really where a lot of that fret flavor comes from. The hibikis, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the twelve, the seventeen, the, so on, like that. That's where the flavor comes in. They're all blended. They're it all took blends. that blending art to yeah. a whole different level. Yeah, they're really it's, good. Yeah. <laughs> our, our, our blender is the conductor to the orchestra, the chef to the ingredients. We've got over 100 and um, close to 150 different whiskeys produced at three different distilleries. That you, you blend those all together to get different yeah. flavor profiles. Mm-hmm. That is, of course, the art of blending, but they've taken it to such a new level. Uh, I mean, uh, they actually have the same thing for lunch every day. To make yeah, sure that's the same thing for the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to make sure it doesn't mess with the, mess with the senses. Um, and then, of course, the single malts. The first single malt came out in 1984, the Yamazaki. Yeah. So they've really <laughs> built quite a foundation for those single malts as well. But th- those are the hearts. Yeah. So these blends. Too. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Wonderful. And um, so, what? So your your favorite drink? What's your what's your quick recipe for the Toki uh, highball? Quick and easy. Uh, you know, a typical highball is three parts um, of your mix to one part of your spirit. I'll put like an ounce and a half of toki. Mm-hmm. Uh, fill the glass with ice. You can also put like a lemon zest or orange zest or grapefruit zest in there mm-hmm. as well to accent that citrus. Mm-hmm. Fill the glass with ice, top it with soda water, and you're done. Perfect. Doesn't get any easier than that. And Suntory really popularized the highball in Japan back in the, uh, the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Now there are just highball bars. You go to a Satori or even a Jim Beam highball bar, and that's all that's being served are highballs. And it's just, especially like in an airport, it's such a a refreshing, quick, Mm -hmm. you get the flavor, you get the the lift from the effervescence of the bubbles, it's refreshing, and then you're It's effortless. It is. Yeah. 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 It's great. And the name highball, where does that come from? So there's a couple of uh, versions. One has to do with uh, uh, trains. Um, When a Train is coming down the track. It had to do with the flags. I've heard two different versions of this. One is to do with the, the, the flags. Mm-hmm. If the train was coming full speed through, they would put up the high flag and that'd be high ball. So you get out of the way, the train's coming through. Low ball would mean the train's going to be slowing down and coming to a stop. I've also heard a version where it's actually there was knobs in the train that the engineer would pull. One was a high ball, one was a low ball. Yeah. Uh, so basically, it just denoted the speed at which you were drinking. So low ball would be no mix. 
Uh, highball, mm. you're gonna mix it and slow it down, which is in contrast to what I just said about a highball going faster. But yeah, I, I heard the highball was like you, the other story would be like that's when they would serve dinner and the bar cart was open and that kind of thing as well. Like okay. when, when this train reached a consistent speed, you're like, oh, the bar's open, and then when it starts slowing down, the low ball, you the you know, same idea. So it's take something your, take to do with trains. Right? Yeah. 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 Highball, not the old rail though. We're going fast. Low no. ball, yeah, you can put your glasses. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Perhaps we, we got to do some more research on that, but I remember reading that uh, years ago. <laughs> that's what stuck. But the, the, the train, the, the train's amazing. Uh, it's yeah. All right, that's such that. a that's such a whiskey sort of story to tell though. Like it's yeah. like oh I, I heard this yeah I heard this version. <laughs> oh, I heard about charred casks and why they use charred casks. It's some guy that had this reminds me. Have you guys seen Neat the the bourbon movie yet? No. So I there's seen. so there's like a, a a part where they've got Steve Zahn sitting in a chair and they're like and basically. He's like, oh, bourbon came from, or charred cast came from this guy who had, you know, um, burnt down his his warehouse oh, or whatever, right. and a bunch of his his cast got charred. Or it's the guy that had a bunch of fish and pickles in his casks, and he wanted to reuse them, so he charred them on the inside to get rid of the flavor for whatever, whatever. Or oh. it was, and then like this, it, like when we were talking with um, uh, our friend who wrote the book, my. Sorry, guys, my brain is so fried today because all I can Rich. think of is, like, palolines and, like, alpha amylase, which is oh, horrible. Not the alpha Someone wrote an exam. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, but when we were talking about um, um, Bourbon Beach, now I've got his, Bourbon like, Beach. thank you. I, I got his Twitter handle in my head. <laughs> on the way, on the way. So, yeah, um, when he was talking about... Um, where bourbon came from and he's like well it's like the lore says it comes from here but it could come from here but it could come from here so in whiskey and it's like oh the oldest distillery is this distillery but the oldest legal distillery is this distillery but so like yeah. listen just take whatever story you got yeah. and just run with it right right <laughs> no just make it a funny story make it entertaining exactly. that's and it that's all you're good you're... to go <laughs> in Kentucky you gotta be careful which story you tell that's right <laughs> that's yes. true that's yes. true just Michael Beach with, yeah, with bourbon <laughs> the origin of, of, of when Kentucky whiskey was called bourbon was it Bourbon County or was it Bourbon Street New Orleans right, right he's right. got supporting arguments for, for both, both. Yeah. but you don't tell the Bourbon New Orleans story in Kentucky yeah. that's right that's right yeah. Yeah. Bourbon County write that down Make a note. It is 100% Bourbon County. There's nothing like a Macallan 25, especially when you're talking about topics of the day. You're interviewing celebrities and comedians and intellectuals alike, and also talking about current events. So, if you want to listen to me drink while I talk to you about the craziness of the world and make you laugh at the same time, come check us out at the State of Logic podcast. If you want to talk about bakers, I'm going to hand this I over to the... Yeah. Please. Um, this is great. This is actually... This is, I think, the thing I'm most excited about in this role. Yay. Uh, I tried bakers for the first time years ago. Um, I can't remember how many years ago, but within the last like six years maybe. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of just getting my feet wet in the whole idea of bourbon. I mean, I tried a couple of the big boys over the course of the years, but you know, just it, it wasn't something that was very, very readily available, especially yeah. in Ireland, right? And, yeah. You know, when I moved over here, I was trying my best to keep the, uh, you know, the the liquor 
intake down as much as possible because, you know, Irish guy on his own in a foreign country could end pretty badly. Um, Joe, come on. <laughs> Irishman walks into a bar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gets arrested. Um, but I tried Baker's. Yeah, first time I was down in the States. And it was just one of those, like, perfect moments of, oh, wow. Th- oh, this is, this is bourbon. Okay, cool. And I had, like, maybe two or three of them that night. Like, didn't go crazy. Yeah. And just couldn't stop thinking about it. And it was years before I saw it again. Like, I didn't see it again until we opened Char. Yeah. And then I was down in Queen's Key and there was a bottle on the shelf. and was like, I'm going to pick that up. And it gradually became, like, my favorite, 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 favorite bourbon. And now to actually be... Wrapping <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of wild. I uh, love it. But it's fantastic. Uh, little height. No, I'm having a moment. Yeah. <laughs> You're having a moment? I'm watching you open this. <laughs> Tell me about your love of bakers. This is fantastic. Hello, <laughs> beautiful. Well, I'll ask the, the, the questions that our audience is going to want to answer. Um, what's the difference between bakers and bookers? Because they're both high-proof bourbons, both right? high-proof. Uh, bakers is lower on the, the proof, 53.5, I think. Yeah. Whereas bookers is coming in at like 62, 63-ish. Whatever it ends up. Whatever it ends up. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, same juice. Yeah, just mm-hmm. a little, little different in aging. It's just there. You know what I mean? I'm, I've been reading a lot about the Beam family in the last couple of days. Just, oh. just trying to. I was saying to Matt yesterday, like, we had a good two-hour conversation. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, I with anything, I need to really kind of immerse myself in not just the company, like the company and the product, but the people yeah. actually behind it, and because yeah. that's the only way I can relate to anything really. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like the stories that Fred knows, like when when he talks about Baker Beam. It's always done with this, like, it's almost like a kid looking up to that cool older cousin, right? Like, you know, and I want to be like you type thing. Yeah. And he always, like, he talks about him with great reverence and great, like, you know, this is, this was the dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that shows through the, through the product because, man, this is a big, strong boy. But, but still, you know, it's, it's still very approachable, right? I always refer to bakers as an occasion for me. It's, it's. It's always Thanksgiving. It's always Christmas. The baking spice in there obviously mm-hmm. has a lot yeah, to it. Yeah. But because uh, Beam doesn't put a lot behind it in terms of marketing, it's about discovery. Yeah. And those that know it and love it, they are fanatics. And I know a lot of our ambassadors in the U.S. that they gravitate towards bakers as well. That's how Booker started, right? It was kind of that. Uh, yeah. As not as not as a big, you know, it was under undercovers, not as much promotion behind it, and then Booker's became that. So that was the that was the yeah. first ever small batch. I yeah. mean, before small batch was a thing in the whiskey world, it was Booker No saying, "This is the whiskey that comes from the center cut, yeah. uncut, unfiltered." And he didn't he didn't like single barrel bourbon because he felt it too inconsistent. He's mm-hmm. not wrong about that. Of course, we do single barrels now but he would blend his favorite barrels together and add no water. So every batch would be a different proof. Yeah, yeah. And it was uncut and filtered straight from the barrel. The, one of the best stories uh, about Baker and, and the, uh, the bourbon itself, Mark Gillespie, when he was interviewing him at, um, for Whiskey Cast at the uh, Bourbon Hall of Fame, uh, when he was being, I can't remember, he was being inducted, I was here, Parker was being inducted, but he asked him a story. He said, Baker, you've got this whiskey. You're one of a handful of master distillers that has your name on a bottle. Your cousin Booker created the category. Tell us, what's the story behind Bakers? <laughs> he looks at Mark and he said, well, my cousin Booker called me up. He asked me if he could put my name on the bottle. I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that just sums up Baker. That's <laughs> you know, his, 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 uh, his cousin Booker with a big 
baritone voice, big personality, you hear him coming down the hall. You know, Baker was soft-spoken, um, but he was the lifeblood of those distilleries. When Booker was off traveling the world, um, preaching the gospel and running the Booker No plant, it was Baker that was turning on the lights, firing up the stills, and mm -hmm. he was definitely, or is, a venerable distiller as well. He's retired now, I think he just turned 84 this year, but um, wow. left a legacy of a beautiful whiskey. And so humble to just say, my cousin said he put my name on it, but it yeah. was his, mm -hmm. he strained yeah, yeah, his yeah. whiskey. Amazing. So I don't know your name on a bottle, like, yeah. right? Like Jonesy. <laughs> <laughs> One day, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> One day. It's a very bourbon thing to do. It's not well, so much in, in single malts, right? Yeah, you got Booker. You got. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Elmer T. Lee. Yeah, Lantons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Parker. Uh, Taylor. Parker's now passed. Yeah. But even like contemporary distillers. Yeah, so really yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, seven. that's true. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Lantons. Yeah. So at uh, Russell, Jimmy Russell, yes. yeah. Russell's Reserve. So there's only a handful that's uh, that make that stage. And yeah, these are the legends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Booker's yeah. right up there. So Baker's they use right. a different yeah. yeast strain for Baker's. For Baker's. Oh. Yeah, it was uh, Baker's own proprietary yeast strain that he kept uh, domesticated and did for his own little projects. Wow. And someone got to taste it, probably Booker. Yeah. <laughs> and said, "We need to put this on the bottle." <laughs> and the rest is history. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> opens really really well yeah it does it actually does come off a little harsh at first but then you give it like a few minutes it's and lively it boom, it's and definitely lively the nuttiness comes through it's yeah. nice the caramels come through with just the spiciness that like i said the baking um kind of spices are really wonderful a joke between this one and makers 46 being kind of the cognacs of bourbon because <laughs> <laughs> they have that uh, mm. wonderful uh, cellar baking spice too it's yeah. not like chocolate sweetness that comes in right on the back end like just just kind of it, as it's kind of fading a little bit yeah. you start to yeah Right, it's almost like a dark chocolate right in the back yeah. of the tongue. Like, yeah. not, like bitter, but like in that pleasant way that dark chocolate is bitter, but just that like, slight, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And the finish is great. Like, I it haven't had this in a long time. I stays not. here, yeah. like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can feel myself getting warm. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. There you go. Strange thing is I've actually stopped sweating, which is <laughs> <laughs> it's a little concerning. Another problem. But, uh, <laughs> It's all right. I'll, yeah, I'll seek medical help if it becomes. So those an issue. have been asking me if I drink bourbon all anymore. If I just drink single malt, oh. <laughs> I still love my bourbon. Oh, oh yeah. for sure, team whiskey. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I know. I get asked about that a lot. They're like, "When are you going to change your name to Scotch, Scotch thing?" thing. Or, and I was like, mm, "Single malt thing." I think it's just. Uh, I think That's it's just Scotch thing. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I think it's just going to stay. Yeah. It's just going to keep it as bourbon thing. Yeah. 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 I've got a new handle. You do, that's yeah. true. You that's do. True. You do. Yes. Yeah. So, as uh, Beam Bourbon Ambassador, I'm not Beam Bourbon Canada. Mm -hmm. I'm, are we going to stay I'm with Beam Bourbon Canada. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Ray's taking the reins on that one. And then, uh, World Whiskey Whiskey. World, <laughs> World Whiskey, whiskey No whiskey. E with a whiskey, whiskey. with an E. Nice. Uh, to just differentiate from my, my Whiskey Chef account. So, I'll be posting a lot of cool stuff on Whiskey mm -hmm. Chef, uh, but this will be more the, uh, the brand specific account. Now. Yeah. Very cool. Instagram. So uh, which one do you use the live videos? What's the live videos on? Which account do you use the? Uh... Uh, well, when I, my whole immersion in Scotland, yeah. it was all on Whiskey Chef. It was Whiskey <laughs> Chef yeah. um, but a lot of that will be like my upcoming trips to Scotland. Yeah, on the new handle as well. Awesome, awesome. Which is happening soon. So you're going to yeah, be, Bejil. yes, you're going to go yeah. to Scotland soon. And Festival of uh, Malt oh, Music. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, you're going to have yeah. such a great time. I can't wait. I'm actually working with Freud Day. I'll be helping out with uh, Sherilyn Jackson and Dan Woolley, actually 
serving the cocktails for the Friends of Lafroy. Nice. Which is an honor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, and then uh, hopefully doing something with uh, Vamore Day as well. But then I'll be on the island to hang out for uh, Brook Lottie Day and go down to Ardbeg Day and, and really get the, the collegiate feel of the island and see yeah. all the different uh, producers. I've got about four day, five days and then jump over to Ireland to visit Mom in Dublin. Get uh, some ketchup time with my mom, and then head over to Cooley and Kilbeck. And, oh, and you, you went in the winter last time. I didn't make it to Ireland. We had the company actually ended up cutting that one short. But right. I was in um, for my immersion on Isla. Yeah. In February. Yes. So this will be slightly nicer. <laughs> yes. Wonderful time of year. Yeah. To go to <laughs> this is, I've done Scotland in February too. Flight and, and or drive there. Yeah. Yeah. I also doesn't get windy at all. Eh? Not at all. No. <laughs> you don't like you don't like the weather in Isla. Wait five minutes. Yeah. That's all oh yeah. Thing. I there was a snowstorm in Canada. Late getting into Heathrow, missed the flight to Isla from Glasgow. I know we, we talked about this first, yeah. so I'll just put it out here. Um, kind of anticipated this was going to happen, so someone from the company advised me, you should line up a car just in case this mm -hmm. happens, and it did happen. So this lovely Scottish gentleman drove me all through Loch Lomond Park, National Park, all the way to a little town called Kennecraig, which is about almost a three-hour drive. On the way, this is the first big snowstorm they'd had in like a decade. This is before the, the beast from the east actually came and shut down the country. About three weeks. We thought it was bad when I was there. Yeah, that was nothing yeah. compared to what they got hit with after I left. But uh, a car flipped on its back like a turtle, completely cut us off. So we were 45 minutes late getting to the ferry. So what do you do? Well, you get upset? No. Yeah. no. You go down to the local pub, you get some fish and chips, you start ordering whiskey, and then you start up conversations with the locals. Exactly. I had just as much difficulty understanding them as they did me yeah. <laughs> with the dialect. But we had a blast. And then I was on that ferry 7 o'clock the next morning, uh, freezing rain. Mm. I'm out at the mm. hall of the ferry like it's the Titanic. <laughs> Proper Canadians. Hey, yes. oh, well done. These guys, um, Jack. These, these tradesmen, <laughs> I'm not sure exactly. Maybe they were on some oil wells, but they were coming back to the island for the day and they're just laughing up a storm. Look at the Canadian out there yeah. and the, the freezing rain. Yeah. But as they're coming down around the southern peninsula of Isla, and all of a sudden, you know, our bag reveals itself. Yeah. And, then like mm -hmm. a and then, of course, I take a picture as they're coming around the fry. I get the L-A-F-H. 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 Picture as they're completely coming around the peninsula. And I was just giddy. So, I mean, Bomore is a venerable I absolutely love Bomore. I love introducing folks to Isla. Yeah. Bomore. Lafroy is just that whole other level with that Pete that, for my journey with uh, with Pete, with single malt, yeah. it was a journey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 2013, three years in with the company, I couldn't finish a glass. Yeah. You're, you're one of the legitimate <laughs> people that, like, because I, I like Pete the moment I tasted it, but a lot of people never try it, try it once and hate it. But you, you've converted. You were a convert. Yeah. That's amazing. Tell us about as, as As a bourbon guy, <laughs> loving the, the sweet notes and being able to, it was all about mixability. And I found Lafroy very difficult to mix. And we used to tour around with um, Simon Brooking, uh, our global ambassador, who was an amazing brand ambassador. Um, and I mean, he is, he embodies Scotland, he embodies the whole tradition, um, but he lives and breathes Lafroy. He first set me hip to the fact that Lafroy is uh, the American cast that we use is actually uh, Maker's Mark. So mm -hmm. I started, oh, wow. And then, of course, Sam Ross uh, with his international sensation, the penicillin cocktail. Oh. So I'm like, oh, right. There's a lot of potential here. Yeah. But it's much. still, I still couldn't <laughs> finish a glass. Yeah. Then, gradually over time, by 2015, I started developing this itch that only Lafroy could scratch. <laughs> and now it is one of my favorite single malts and distilleries as well. So what we have here is the triple wood. 
which is basically our, there's a lot of uh, triple variations out there, three wood, triple cast, triple wood, um, but. <laughs> <laughs> variations, okay. Uh, variations. <laughs> I know this is chicken versus an egg story here. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> reserve. Always but, there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's break down the schemer first for a little bit. Nobody <laughs> first invented the uh, process of using multiple varieties in a single pod. I'm sorry, I'm just finishing the thing anyway. <laughs> and that gentleman just said this was a chicken egg scenario, where really it was Belvini that actually did it. And Lafora came in later and said, Yeah, it's a good idea. It's all going to continue to record after we leave. Yeah. Unless, unless you're Glamorangi. I never said who was the chicken or the egg. <laughs> <laughs> unless you're Glamorangi and Glamorangi and Belvini are in the same room, then they'll also debate who invented the first double hood. <laughs> Anyway, back to the program. We're focusing on the whiskey. I like that. That was good. That was a good little side. Yeah, well done. Well done. Well played, Thank you. So quarter cask plus sherry finish. So uh, just under 10 years in American cask. Finished from that quarter cask with that uh, more wood contact, a lot more heavier tannin. The wild child that is quarter cask. And then finished off with, uh, with sherry. So that sweetness at the end. Yeah, sure. And Lafroig um, is one of the few distilleries that uses this quarter casks, which are which are half half bourbon size, quarter sherry butt. Is that correct? It's, it's actually a quarter of a sherry butt, five hundred milliliters down to one twenty five. Yeah. So like whereas a bourbon's about two hundred. Yeah. So yeah. Um, Ardmore and Lafroig were the two from Bean. Mm-hmm. That's I know other companies have played with it, but those are the two that lasted with our company. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ardmore. Uh, um, is it the Legacy? Legacy. 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 And then the, the one that's not the LCBO, but I still have in my cupboard. And then uh, the Lafroy Quarter cast. Yeah, yeah. They brought that that old tradition of a European cast that was small enough to put on the back of a donkey or horse without breaking its back. It's really uh, that's about... That's nice. There's a transport, right? Why do they call it a donkey cast? I mean, what a lost... <laughs> lost the Freud that donkey cast. <laughs> that's more of a bow than anything, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. I actually think donkey cast sounds a little more art to be fair, they really like those fun names, right? The alligator, yeah. Oh, Gotta get Brian yeah, on here. Yeah, totally, it could be yeah. an Ardbeg thing. Yeah, yeah, they, totally they're a little more playful in yeah. the name round. Let's call Rui right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's call Rui and see. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, that'd be a donkey cast. Yeah. Donkey cast. <laughs> hey, let, let us look in for a moment. <laughs> Mark, what is that true? Uh, that's why I was like, Quite the pour he gave me. It's a Mark Bylock pour. No, you just drank it faster. No, I, I, he got the best pour. Look at that. You're welcome. Well, and I mean, Lafroig's got to be one of the uh, like one of like Whiskey Geek's favorites, favorites whiskeys because they do. There's a lot of variety uh, variation, but if you like peated whiskeys, you'll start with Lagavulin. You'll love your Art Bags, but like pretty much everybody loves Lafroig. It seems to be that kind of like. Also, everybody hates Lafroig. If you really hate Pete, this is not the whiskey yeah, for it's you. It's like coriander or uh, cilantro can completely yeah. split the room. Exactly, yeah. split the room. Yeah. Um, and I love that. I love. I've said this before on the podcast, but I love how Lafroig just embraces that. Like they just yeah. every. They own it. What does that happen? They just own it. Yeah. yeah. Opinions welcome. Yeah. Good or bad. Some of my favorites are painted on the distillery walls. When you first get there, right by the visitor center on the outside, it says, "Lafroig, a vegan's answer to a life without bacon." <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And inside it says, "Lafroig." Like kissing a mermaid that said barbecue for dinner. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's perfect, yeah. The strange thing with, with peated whiskey, though, and Lafroy, I think, is the one that really kind of brings it out the most, is that, like, you love, like, if, if you like peated whiskey, it's like, Lafroy is your, it's your go-to, right? But it's kind of almost everything that you would hate as a child. Mm-hmm. Like, like, as, like, medicinal, like the medicinal, medicinal. like, the, the iodine like, you know, yeah. like, even just the smell, I, mean, I grew up in a bog, right? And like so to me, the smell of like turf and burning peat and stuff like that, that's 
that's his home, right? That's like it's one of the most comforting smells in the world. But I remember my cousins would come down from Dublin and places like that and they go, what's that? Yeah, yeah like it's, it's just one of those things that it's almost, yeah, everything is you would hate as a child. Now when you get older, you're like, that's all I want. Translate to something. All I want, happen. right? Like, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's great. Lafroy's got a distinct uh, smoke to it. I mean, Ardbeg does peat uh, higher in the actual grains. Um, well, I mean, Lafroy produces about 20% of our four maltings in our kiln that has this creosote element to it that you're not, ah. there's an element of terroir from the distillery. Yeah. Mm. And it that also, oily kind of, John Campbell does his cuts, sorry? That oily kind of, yep. yeah. Just think of that, that chimney, that briny, friendly chimney, fence. right? Yeah. Um, and then the, the cuts, they're the longest in the, the industry. Um, there's like a three hour cut. Wow. So it really lengthens that, uh, that smoke. I was thinking all the, right, you want all the smoke and you get all the more complex. Well, if you want that. to get nerdy about it. Oh, no, oh yes. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Let's do it, Jamie. Come on, Jamie. Right, I meant to say one of the <laughs> 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 okay, You want me to tell you sure. why that, that works? <laughs> yeah, no, please do. Well, no, so 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 all the, the phenols, they're like, they're not very volatile, right? They're very, very sort of low in volatility. So when you, so they're the, the sort of like last ones that, that come out of the run, right? So if you leave your cuts longer, yeah. you're going to get a lot more of those. Yeah, you're going to get all, okay. all those heavier phenols, like sort of in the, in the, in the tails. Yeah. And that's what you want. Mm -hmm. So that's what I love about that whole Kildalton trifecta of distilleries. They're, they all have different water sources, but really yeah. they come from the same hilltop with the same water coming down the same terroir. Um, they all use the same technology, yeah. the same barrels, but completely different, completely different yeah. experience. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the magic of it, which yeah. is yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. That's so interesting. Everybody does like if you if you have a McAllen here, like we take the most center center yeah. tightest cut possible. Yeah. That's what makes our whiskey unique. And and like I love I love reforks. We take the widest cut. This is it. That's what we need. Uh, the exactly yeah. they want that. Yeah. Like that's the, those are the cuts that they want to keep because those are the ones like if they cut that too too short, like if they cut it too uh, too narrow, then you're gonna miss all of these phenols. The They're gonna get missed. For, and yeah. did you spend all that time peating this whiskey just to miss it's out on half of that flavor? Nice. Like no, no, that sounds terrible. Exactly. So you might get some of those like so when you go that low when you're when you're doing your cuts, you might get like sort of like mushroomy, like like earthy so so, so those might come with it. And yeah. there's but the trade off is kind of worth it because you're gonna get that peat way more than you're gonna get those weird, fainty tastings. Like, it's nice. definitely more expensive. It takes more resources to do. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think uh, Lafroig's done. So, Cordacast is a great, great example of kind of a nice, affordable peated whiskey. Uh, where does Triple would fall in? Like, where in the price range? Where is that? Uh, in Ontario, mm -hmm. um, closer to 90, 91, okay. 90, somewhere in there. Yeah. Whereas. Um, Wow, Ontario's pricing right now is uh, is pretty great between the ten year and the quarter cast. Yeah. Ten years like eighty five and change, and yeah. the quarter cast is like eighty six. Yeah, somewhere nice. in there. Nice. Um, they're, they're they're pretty interchangeable that way. And the new select is now the entry level, and that is seventy four ninety five. Mm -hmm. So that is uh, that's a steal. Dipping your toe into peat, yeah. and all the uh, the wood that comes with that, the PX, the the old <laughs> sherry, the European oak, the quarter cast, the European quarter cast, the virgin American oak. There's just a lot happening with that one, but it's a, it's a lot more approachable for someone. That, I think they, the whole ethos behind that was to really make a Lefroy that friends of Lefroy could share with their friends and family that didn't like the super yeah, intense. Yeah, select is a pretty lighter stuff. style. For Lefroy, which is still not very Lefroy. light. Yeah. <laughs> still there. Yeah. But again, they own it, right? Which is like my favorite thing about, yeah. like, like you were saying, like no one's, yeah. yeah. Know who you are and don't be afraid of it, right? Like. 
Exactly. It's, it is one of those things that is completely like you said, like cilantro, like it will, everyone's like, it's like, so tastes like cut grass, but you're both right. But hey, it's a conversation. <laughs> it's yeah. a conversation for right? sure. A hundred percent. So if you have people like great bartenders that you talk to all the time and all these people that know your whiskey and, and what to do with it, then you don't end up introducing someone to like a full peaty whiskey, like right out of the get go. And that happens all the time at like whiskey shows. I have people that come up and they're like, oh, I thought whiskey was always peaty, like or always smoky because yeah. that was the first one someone ever served me. And it's like, well, I think you kind of try a couple different ones. But like if you go right into Lafroig, you might be like, oh, that's aggressive. But that's beautiful. Walking up and down the aisle of the local liquor store and they or the LCBO, you see a product consultant or someone that, that's advising, oh, you've never had an Isla? We'll start here. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, no, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> Let's walk before we can run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a very, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, Matt. Yes. If you would like to impart uh, one piece of advice, I will too. But what what would your... It can be very simple. It can be as big, big or little as you want. Biggest thing that took me a while to not just learn, but to implement, because you always know what's important, work-life balance. We were always on and we're, we're out of market, especially if we're, you know, we're in the bars with like-minded people, with the bartenders, and we're with consumers. Even if you're not, it doesn't matter about... Uh, you know, choices you make with uh, what you consume, but you, you need to carve out your personal time and be able to organize your life that way. And it's, uh, I know you're a very organized person, you'll, you'll have no problem with that, but it's, uh, the, the social aspect can, can definitely be, because yeah. yeah, you feel obligated. So you need to know when to and just say, hey, this is, uh, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good, yeah. And then uh, the, the fiscal part of it, <laughs> that will come, yeah, that will yeah. come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, that, that's a real thing. I would like to introduce you to a concept called robe time. Oh, yes. Robe, robe time. time. Can I say, Jamie, you, this has really taken over the entire Grand's team. It has I, taken I, over. I follow the subreddit. Yeah, it's taken <laughs> is over. Hash, is there, there's probably a hashtag in it. Yeah. Yeah, so the, I, I, make, I, get, I get these like uh, messages from like our, our Balvenie brand ambassador group chat of like, I've seen people do master classes in robes now. So I feel like it's really gone. We had a bartender trip that we just did in, in Scotland a couple weeks ago and it ended with the entire trip in, like we got everyone robes and in their white terry cloth robes at the party at the end of the night. So the concept of it is just to take a little bit of time during your day, wherever you are in market or at home, between sort of like the, the first part of the day, which is, you know, like retail, like any kind of like training stuff, and then the evening, whatever kind of activations or on-premise stuff you have, and like just taking that, and it is, you don't have to have a robe, like it's not necessary, it's great, but like it's not necessary. Oh, I would have a robe. You should. <laughs> And it's just to like take that time. So like as Sam actually said, he's like, Jamie introduced me to this concept and it makes a difference between like an 80% version of myself and like 110% version of myself. So it's almost like reset, reset, hitting the reset button. You could, you can do whatever you want. You can call home. You can like, you know, take a 15 minute nap. You can like refresh. You can Sit whatever right. you need to do. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I call my son for his birthday today. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. You can do that. And then it's just that, that moment that you have to yourself where it's just kind of like, okay, whew, 
that's the beginning of the day and then here's the rest of the day and it really does like re-energize you and so it's uh, kind of builds on that like balance of you know the days can get quite long and so just having that like little piece of time to yourself makes a lot of difference so take the rope time when you can 18 hour <laughs> days are they, they they happen pretty fast oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like oh wow yeah wow we just did that three days in a row like, just, these are the same clothes i wore on the plane like <laughs> it's two o'clock in the morning i haven't checked into my hotel yet i hope they held my room uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's gross no so like it's, those it's are, yeah i mean like on my end of things i'm I mean, whatever about the job, I'm incredibly lucky to have this job. Like, so massively lucky. Um, but I've also been very, very lucky to have people like you guys to be able to learn from and to just to watch and kind of see how you do things. Like, I even said to you today, like, I needed to watch you to do what you do today. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, because, because I just needed that, like, little refresher. It's yeah. probably been about a year since I've sat in on someone do, on presenting, right? Right. Like, and I just kind of needed that, like, yeah. you know? And, uh, the entire ambassador team throughout Canada, they're all like that. Just such a great group of people. And yeah. So proud to be a part of it now. Yay. Um, I got to say that it was a lot more than luck. You, you yes. earned it. 100%. You earned it. Yes. <laughs> they kept me very removed from the process. I didn't even know. Oh, really? Yeah. I wasn't doing the hiring. It was, uh, you are on scotch now. Go over there. <laughs> Go work. Go work. Yeah. Yeah. I heard Good Ray job. was still in the running. Yeah. And then when it finally came down, I, you definitely earned it. But to build on what you just said, I'm constantly still learning and I, I learn from my peers, you know, mm-hmm. I, we, we go to as many events as we can and we sit in and, oh, wow, okay, that's the way to attack that. Okay, okay, cool. You're constantly evolving, yeah. constantly. And if you stop learning, well, what's the point of that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I could have came up through, I mean, obviously I've worked in bars forever, but like music was kind of like my, my life's passion. And we used to always say, like, you'd go and you'd watch your friends play yeah. to support them, but also to be like, oh, wow, that was really cool. You know, that, that's, I've never thought about doing that. And that's kind of what I've gotten from you guys a lot as well. So, like, I would never have thought to approach, like, the, the idea of barreling or, or maturation or, or the, you know, finishing the way that you would or the way that you would. Or, so it's kind of cool to get all Wait to get down to the distilleries. You're just gonna be, <laughs> it's just going to come at you from different directions. You've just been like, oh, my God, oh, my God, this is... You live it and breathe it. <laughs> and you got to post all wait. about it. Yes. Yes. Where are we going to find you on the Instagram? Where so, do we find you? So uh, I will still have my personal account, which yeah. is at, at Ray Daniel Whiskey, yeah. uh, with an E. Um, it's the way it's supposed to be spelled. Yeah. <laughs> 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 wow. oh, I feel like that's a I minority opinion here. <laughs> so I'm still there. And uh, <laughs> Beam Bourbon Canada? Bourbon Beam yeah, Bourbon Canada, Canada. Uh, will be I will be taking over that very 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 within like the next tomorrow. within the next Hour. yeah couple yeah. of days. He's waiting for me to turn over. <laughs> <laughs> he just can't let go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that that'll be I'll, I'll be there and oh, active and hopefully kind of show everybody the the wonderful world of bourbon in Canada. Very Amazing. cool, very cool. Yes. And Jamie, where can people find you? Still a bourbon thing. Yes, excellent. Still a bourbon thing. It's great. I do love your stories whenever you travel. They're, they're great. They're wonderful. Oh, good, the, yes. The, the boxed wine is still my favorite in that, too. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I love Red Deer, Alberta. That's what Red, I'm deer. Oh, Red Deer, Red Deer. Red Deer. I Amazing. do love Red Deer, uh, so, yeah. 
Well, to be fair, you were like, I wouldn't have it any other way, and you it wouldn't you have were, it any other way. Completely honest. <laughs> yep. And Matt, where can people find you? Uh, whiskey no e underscore chef. Sorry, Ray. <laughs> oh, you're on. And then uh, that's my personal, <laughs> my personal uh, account. Um, and then the uh, the work account, World Whiskey Whiskey. That's World Whiskey No E, Whiskey with an E. Nice, nice, nice. And I'm at Mark Bylock, M-A-R-K-B-Y-L-O-K. Thank you guys for coming on. Thanks for uh, having us. This conversation is going to last another three hours. It might still, but <laughs> we got to stop recording. This, yeah. is a, this is a bit of an inside the uh, the friendship circle sort of conversation. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so cheers to that. Cheers, cheers guys. Cheers. Thanks cheers. for being here. Cheers. Cheers. cheers.